Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Keeson. With me on the show today, Debbie G and Neo Positivity. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And we're especially happy that Stacy, Stacy Kanae is joining us once again on the Rich Christmas. So good to have you back. How are you doing there, lady? You're doing good. You're looking good. Thank you. Great. Having so much fun. This, this is just a great, a great day. <laughs> it is a great day. It's a wonderful. Hey, I guys, I, guys, I got to tell you something about what, something that's been going on. Uh, uh, starting this month, last year, I started doing Dan Mangana's Money Game as an experiment to see, okay, I'm going to do it live here on the show and report on results as it goes along. And it's been like seven months since my last entry in my little journal that I'm keeping on it, you know, which just goes to show you never know when stuff's going to happen. But stuff finally did happen. And I got to tell you this story because most of the time what we're talking about here is like surprise money, fun money that just kind of shows up, right? This is fun money that showed up, but it took five months to show up. Which is really strange when you think about it. But here's the way the story goes. I, I was on, I had, I had completed the first phase, so the first five steps of his money game. I was on phase six, which that's the one I was currently working on that I just finished up. I'm getting ready now for phase seven. Phase six, now, uh, the, for those who don't remember, the way the money game works is you basically build up what Dan calls your edge. In other words, you, you reach higher and higher levels of money that you're attracting as fun money out of thin air. And, and uh, in phase two, you're actually increasing your edge by 20% over your last edge, over, over your last result, actually. Um, so it can accelerate fairly quickly. My last edge was $300. And you would think $300 wouldn't be all that difficult, but it took seven months for it to show up. But it showed up in the form of over $2,000. So, I mean, like, Stacey, you and I were talking before the show about roller coaster. There's the roller coaster we were talking about. Like, boom, oh, my goodness, where did that come from? Yeah, and the awesome. way it showed up, it showed up from the government. <laughs> here that? in the United States, here in the United States, there have been a number of different uh, stimuluses that have happened. One of the things that happened in the latest stimulus, which happened last uh, February, I think it was, was that they decided retroactively to refund any tax money from 2020 that you paid on unemployment. And for the first time in my life, I collected unemployment last year. I had never collected unemployment. Last year, I collected unemployment. So this year, we were due to get back between the federal government and the state government about $2,000 in taxes. And that was like completely unexpected. I planned, I planned very carefully, and I had not planned for that one at all. So I knew in February it was coming, and it took five months to get here. <laughs> <laughs> because the federal government being what it is, it took forever to get here, but it arrived. And I'm thinking, this is an amazing game because not only do you get crazy stuff happening, but you don't even know what the time frame is going to be. I mean, I never really thought, have you guys ever thought of a, of an instant manifestation taking five months? I mean, seriously, <laughs> the idea is that it's instant, right? That's that's what it's supposed to be. It's instant, but it took five months. Like, okay. So I'm okay. So I'm curious. Do you think that that has to do with your vibrational pool? You've also been doing Taya. So yeah. I'm thinking that maybe your spiral is in a different. Like you're up your spiral so much that you're you're blissing out, man. Well, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, I've had a lot of reasons to bliss out. I love the term. Um, I've also been down the spiral way down a couple of times. It's been a roller coaster in that way as well. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just still trying to get my head around a five-month instant manifestation. Somehow that's just kind of messing with my brain. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, as part of the, the 13 years I've been studying obsessively and trying different things, I went down this time frame path. And, and one of the things I learned was, um, I guess you could say to, to who much is given, much is tested. Um, the bigger things you want out of life, lottery win is going to require more energy. In other words, more time, more of your energy dollars. I like to say uh, every second you're alive, God or the universe, whatever you believe in, gives you one energy dollar every moment to spend on what you want. And uh, so you're spending those energy dollars to who much is given, much is tested. You want a lottery win, you're going to spend a lot of energy dollars versus a cheeseburger, which would require less energy dollars. But I learned something along the way. Your expectation level of how fast 
how swiftly or how easily or how difficult that million dollars gets to you. It's what's going to dictate how long it takes. So the instant manifestation could have been instant if you truly expected it to be instant. Instant. However, maybe you were busy. Maybe stuff was going on. You know, maybe, you know. Well, no, actually, I listened to the politicians. They told me it was going to take five months, and so I believed them. <laughs> there, yeah, when you got proof like that, you know, and and that's and and that was a huge part of my manifesting journey. It was it's what made me kind of get rid of time because I was like, all right, well, no matter the time frame is based off of my expectation, how much I believe I'm actually going to get this. So why not shoot for today or tomorrow? Why keep shooting for months and weeks? Like when people say they have an eighteen-month plan, I'm like, ooh, like what if it doesn't work? You just wasted over a year. Like I, you know, I just don't like like that. Um, I think thirty days. Uh, thirty days, you should be able to manifest basically anything except for a billion dollars or world domination. You know, crazy stuff like that. Um, I'm down to somewhere between fourteen and sixteen days, whether it be you know, a lawnmower, an airplane, a car, whatever the situation is. Um, Around that time frame, I could pretty much get any material thing um, that's in my normal scope of price range. Now, for me to all of a sudden try to get a $500,000 Lamborghini, obviously my ego, my mind, my subconscious is, is going to fight me every time I try to uh, uh, bring that in. Which is part of the reasons why you do the money game in the first place, because it's about expanding that edge, expanding that, yeah. that range of believability. But I believe that time frame was totally your doing. Hundred um, percent. Mm-hmm. It was the only reason it wasn't instant is because the what the the government, who's proven to be right a lot of times in our <laughs> minds, uh, put that thought out there, put that into your mind, and then you then you got in five months. Quick example for me was I was actually looking for an extra. I don't know what it was, two grand. I was looking to buy something. I don't even remember what it was. But I was like, oh, I'm going to manifest that real quick. And I heard about the stimulus check, and I was like, bet, let's go. <laughs> all of a sudden, they didn't say it was the first one. It was next month. Then it was next month. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I got to manifest this another way. And I said, well, wait a minute. I'm manifesting two grand, not how I'm getting it. Next thing you know, two grand popped up out of nowhere. A month later, the stimulus came with another two grand. And that's mm-hmm. that multiplier right there. So that's true. Yeah, that's, that's my spiel on that. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. But let, let's go to the the Taya coach, Coach Stacy. What, what's your take on this? Well, it's interesting because uh, you know I love Debbie's approach as curiosity. For me, the curiosity that comes up is uh, you know is time really linear? Oh. <laughs> you know, and again, I I think there's very much very much in that that concept of your belief system and how the government has been right in the past, and so. Believing that that's going to take as long as it's going to take. Well, I, I, actually, I think it's kind of interesting that I believe the government at all because my history is to not believe the government. <laughs> well, yeah, that is interesting. Like, what's, what's it is. What's that un, uh, subconscious or unconscious thought that's still playing in the background? I don't know. I haven't quite figured that one out. But, we uh, all we all have an underlying belief in the government because it definitely exists. It definitely dictates our life, and so that kind of overshadows. Um, how much you might not like it or believe they're telling the truth at this moment or believe they're going to get done at this moment. So that's like a super duper overlying foundation because every second that you've been alive, all of us that have lived in America our whole lives, the government has been somewhere in the background, either monitoring, you know, how much we recycle, <laughs> yeah, right. how much emissions is coming from certain cars. They've always been there swinging the iron fist. So I think that was probably the grasp that that made you hold on to five months. And we all know if they say five months is usually like seven, eight. And that <laughs> that makes it worse. <laughs> so yeah. And uh well, well that's the other interesting interesting part of it. I, I didn't I wasn't worried about it being five months. It, it's not like I it's not like I needed that money. Because this yeah, this exactly. is fun money. That's the other vibratory aspect of it. Like you didn't yeah. you weren't in a need space. You didn't no. care game tomorrow or the next day or maybe it'll no difference. down the line. I gotta add to that real quick. The only reason you got it was because you didn't worry. That's the only reason. Had you worried about it, you'd still be waiting for it. Trust me. Some I'd probably be, you know, I'd be on the phone with the IRS. Where the heck's my money? <laughs> <laughs> worry, worry, 
worry. The biggest waste of time on the planet known no to mankind. I, how many hours have I wasted on the worry wart? As a matter of fact, it's so down the spiral stuff. It's like, well, I'm really worried that this is going to happen. I'm really worried about, I'm worried. Well, this is what I'm worried about. This is like, you ever listened to yourself talk? Like, did you ever, I used to talk like that before I don't now talk. I don't do that now, but I used to. <laughs> You know, so if you catch yourself, well, you know, I'm worried about blah, blah, or my, the problem is. Hmm. Yeah, that's always a, a, a bad way to start a sentence. The problem is. The problem is. <laughs> and I'm like. I'm leaving, right? <laughs> yeah, the, right. Problem <laughs> is, the problem is there's a problem in the first place. Hmm. So I'm wondering, how could we shift worry? How could we shift the problem into, hey, yo, I was thinking about this, and just be, I find that if I'm worrying about something, it's because somewhere along the line, I haven't spoken my truth about how I really am am feeling in the moment, because there's no safety in that. So I'm just curious, like, how do you guys get out of your worry ward? How do you release and let go and allow those things that you're wanting? Worry more. Worry more. Worry more. Worry more. <laughs> no, no, that's why I say that. I like, you guys know, fear is my biggest technique. If any time I find myself worried about anything, it immediately gets overshadowed by the fact that worrying is going to make stuff worse. And that pulls me out of that funk immediately because I know what's on the line. My future. Yeah, my yeah, no, no joke, right? That's okay, the only thing that's worked for me 100%. That's cool. That's cool. I actually, I went through a thing about uh, two years ago where, um, no, I, I have an IT background. And when you have an IT background, people find out about it, people in your life who are close to you, uh, because then you become the person to call if the computer doesn't work or if the iPhone doesn't work or the tablet doesn't work or whatever else. And what I, what I found myself in was a space where it was a barrage, like not just daily, hourly stuff was falling apart, failing, people calling me on the phone, my own computer giving me problems, all kinds of, it was just like one technical, here on the show, the show was experiencing issues. That, if, if I remember correctly, during that time period, we were having experiences where the show itself was like blipping out halfway through, or the recordings weren't being recorded, or there was distortion going on, or somebody's mic didn't work, or it was just like this endless series of problems. And I don't remember which one of my co-hosts it was, and maybe Cindy, I'm not sure. One of them talked with me afterward and pointed out to me that I was extremely focused on problems. Maybe I should be focused on solutions. And and it was like a V8 moment. Slap the forehead with your for, with the with the palm of your hand. Like, oh my God, I've been focusing on problems. And you know what? I started focusing on the solutions that week, and all of them stopped. They stopped cold right then and there. So my answer is don't focus on problems, focus on solutions. They're much easier. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, the tie of practice, uh, Walt is, you know, how can you appreciate your obstacles? That's and true. Radical appreciation for the fact that you created that obstacle. You created that wait time. And then roll it And back. I'm good at it too. You're good at it too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, what's the appreciation? What's the lesson there? What's, how can you kick the vibe up around it and realize that you were slightly in the way of the universe? Slightly? slightly what do you mean slightly? slightly. <laughs> <laughs> right, go, so, ahead. go for it. <laughs> She's trying to be nice here, dude. Like a lot. Of, just let it. Receive the shit. <laughs> she has just called him a clog drain. Tub <laughs> slapper. No problem with that. Right? By the way, Walt, if any of these cameras or microphones act up, it's your fault. Just saying, and I posted in the comments in case anybody misses it. Y'all know who to call if you got IT issues. Yes, right. Thank you very much. I appreciate Walt's that. got the solution. What was that? that? I, I, love- I can't hear you guys anymore. so stacy said a key word how can you appreciate it or 
what can you can you accept what's where you're at and how can you appreciate where you're at where's that silver lining where's that silver lining in in what's happening i i have some i've had experiences recently where i am okay stacy you're gonna you guys are gonna laugh she's gonna laugh because this is so tired I'm observing the polarity and laughing at it going, oh, you rock. Let's, <laughs> let's see. I, I'm looking at it going, let's just see what you're going to show me because this is the deal. Like everything that comes up that looks dark is going to show you anything that you're even. And I just can't even get over this because, look, we all know, we all know that a diamond, and I've said this before, is created out of pressure. But we don't judge the coal it's in. We don't judge the, the casing. We don't judge any of that. We're just... You know, we appreciate the diamond. And so the encouragement is how can you appreciate the diamonds in your life when you can't actually see them? Can you appreciate them when they're still encased in some shit stuff? (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate Debbie's form of of, of wine, I I have to say. I really do. (laughs) I think a side little analogy on that was if you're the diamond, it's going to be hard to appreciate. It's dark. It's cold. You're being smashed for hundreds of years, thousands of years. So I guess that would be a, a good analogy for that. Um, I always think to the person in the deepest, darkest place, you know, um, like where I used to work at as a cop, poor city in America. Um, and you got people in just horrible situations that they don't have nothing to smile about. And I asked this female once, you know, come on, you got to have something. And she's like, three jobs. Three kids, three baby daddies, all of them in jail. I'm not getting no support. I got to do this. I'm running around constantly. She didn't have time to breathe. Um, and I said, you got to find something. And she refused. And I said, listen, you're not going to get nowhere unless you open up a little bit. And she said, you know what? I'm a great effing mom. Mm. And I was like, hold on to that. Yeah. And I didn't see her for a while. It was about six months, eight months later. She was doing speaking gigs at the community center you know, talking about females, empowering females and all that other stuff and kids after school programs involved in all the power of uh, police athletic associations and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, you know, she's, she took what felt good. Just that sentence. I'm a great mom. Right. And she, she, anytime she was going through something, she held on to that. And then she took that inspired action and followed the steps. Yes, her schedule was packed. She didn't have time to go speak at the community center. But now she's going to the community center. She's getting paid enough to quit all three of those jobs. And that's how it comes. That's how it comes about once you take that uh, inspired action. Inspired action specifically. Because you start taking all kind of other actions, whatever your mind throws at you. You got to be able to separate them and, and, and know which one is the right one. It's usually the one that feels good. When it feels best and benefits the most people, that's the one that's that that's the way you should be going. Regardless of who it benefits, if it doesn't feel good to you, you're not gonna create anything. Because you have to be in a higher vibe in order to create. Otherwise you're still gonna go along that same old path of creating the same old pack out. Mm-hmm. You know, the same old obstacles, the same old stuff that brings you down. It's taking that step up, like you said, into appreciation. Just that little Rays of the vibe can catapult you up to even higher to a space where you're creating divinely because you've got that flow, you've got that source coming through. It's automatically there. You don't have to struggle to make it happen. And yes, that is a big challenge. Where can we find appreciation? It wasn't the biggest challenge for me when I was going through the boot camp program at Taya. You know, I, I appreciate my obstacles that I create. Okay. Seriously? I mean, it took me a while. I was a year and a half out of the program, graduated the rest of my life, and I still, can you, can you describe that again? <laughs> it was a real stump. But once I was able to fully appreciate the beauty of an obstacle, the space, the spark that's within that trip-up problem, long period of time that we manifest until the money shows up, Mm-hmm. That, there's beauty in there. There's clarity, and there's an ability to discern that you normally don't have when everything's just all peachy keen. 
So. Hey Neil, I got I gotta ask you to put the, a headphone on or something because you get you're getting an echo coming through there and it was actually interfering with Stacy's mic. That's why. I'm oh yeah, I saw that. I was like, hold on, let me see if I can grab yeah. something. Yeah, that, that's why because because as soon as I muted you, all of a sudden her voice came in stronger. All right, is it still happening now? Uh, well, it happens when she talks, not when you talk. Oh, do I have background noise I need to deal with? It's not you. Okay. It's, uh, there was a loop from you coming through Neil's mic. So it's still happening. I think it's, well, it's, yeah, it's a little bit there. Are you hearing it, Debbie? Yep. You're yep, hearing yep. it, okay. I see, because he's listening to the broadcast as well as he's talking into his mic, so that's coming around. Yeah, it's, it's looping through the mic, yeah. Well, it's okay. probably coming out of your speakers there, and right. which is probably why that is giving the feedback, so that's right. why the headphones are good. Yeah, headphones are a good solution so for now that. Now we're all tech geniuses, not just one. That's right. See, uh, I'm not the only uh, IT uh, guy uh, now. Uh, okay. <laughs> Paul Walt. Don't call, don't, no, call Walt. I love that. Oh my God. Well, I, That's well, great. It doesn't matter. I, you can call me now because my, my answer is going to be look for the solution. That's the whole answer. Stop looking look for the problem. For the look for the solution. It's real simple. Where? Look for the solution. Well, actually, let's, let's talk about sometimes you can't see the solution. Sometimes you can't. No matter how hard you, you look and you, you want to see, you can't see. Joe Slager, 800-wall sticks. I just got to mention that one. That's great. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Joe. 1-800-wall sticks. Actually, Walt, you should see if that's available. It's not. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. Oh, the Walt fix. I kind of love that, that. That's not a solution. That's a problem creator. I don't need a problem creator. I want solutions. <laughs> I, I love that. That's really, that was great. What do you do with people? If you're out there in the, in the real, I'm in a bubble and I call that world out there. It's, there's a world out there. I know because I go to the grocery store and I go out places, but I'm not in that. Have you ever feel like you're just not in, you're in your own bubble kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. in your own little universe and you're just, and you're like that and then someone comes up at you and they're fully in whiny complaining victim mode and you know they're in whiny complaining victim mode and you don't want to just ambulance their asses straight up because you just want to be compassionate right even though you just got to take a breath i'm curious how can we show up for people who are, who are in besides telling them they need to get their ass into tie <laughs> for real um but they're in a space where they think the whole world is against them how do you guys pull that out how do you remind someone of their greatness because i feel like when people are in their hurting spaces and i want to uh recognize neo for how he showed up actually to help this woman remember her greatness and that's really why we're here so how do we do that when we when people are out there hurting right now there's a lot of them they're all convinced that the whole world is against them. It is like the eight, you know, the sky's popping. Well, so Neo, Neo actually did do? something. He he didn't make it part of his story, but I could tell just oh, the way he nope. told the story that he, that it was a part of it. He read her. He had like a feeling, a, a sense just from talking to her, what was going on in her mind right at that moment in time. And when she when when he got that, he it just kind of intuitively comes to you. This is how I need to respond to her. So his his immediate response was basically, I read that she has this thing she can focus on. I just got to find a way to get her to focus on it. So I'll just ask her point blank, what's the one thing you can think of? And he and she thought of, I'm a great mom. But but he got there kind of intuitively. He, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, Neil. You actually you, you picked up from her that that was something that she was going to be able to respond on. But you're you're muted. Let's let's try the unmute here. There we go. I knew she wasn't, I didn't think, I didn't know she was going to say the whole mom situation. In the back of my mind, that's the go to Mm -hmm. um, for everybody, even if they're a terrible mom. Um, They think they're a great mom. But if they got nothing else going on in life, they'll, that's the last resort. I'm a great father. I'm a great mother. Hold up. But anyway, um, (laughs) I knew she was. My birth's a human. I knew she was going to find something. And um, I just had to dig deep enough, not even dig deep enough. I had to get her to get over 
the fact that there was nothing to find. Like at the end of the day, you're breathing and we all know someone who is not. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people take that for granted. Like, oh, well, I can't use that every day. Yeah, you can. If you got someone close enough to you that passed away, you definitely can. Um, and there's all kind of other stuff going on. You might be hungry, but you've eaten today. Or if not, you ate last night. There's something bright about your future. And that is that you are in control and you're not going to manifest this BS anymore. There's so many things mm -hmm. that you can hold on to. But it's not like tie a knot at the end of the rope and hang on. I hate that expression because I, I liked climbing ropes as a kid. And, uh, you know, if I was tired and I was able to tie a knot and hold on, eventually I would fall. My muscles would give up. The rope would hurt. I would eventually fall. I don't like the idea of tying a knot and holding on. If I'm going to tie a knot, it's only just so I can go up a little bit higher and tie another knot underneath me. You know, and, and so that's that's my take on that. But um, there's always something. There's always something. And I knew I'd be able to pull something out of everybody. I, I knew you would, too. Yeah. And you, I, I mean, you just kind of sense it. Stacey, you're, you're a coach. You, you do a lot of coaching in Taya. I mean, when, when well, you, you were you helped me a few weeks ago. You, you tapped in instantly to one particular idea. I'm sure it came to you quickly. And I'm yeah. sure it came through something, some vibe I was giving off, some message, something like that. Again, I think it's all a matter of perspective. And if you are in a dark place, if you're feeling depressed, if you feeling hopeless, you know, you are down your spiral. You're in the mm -hmm. lower vibratory area. The things that have worked for me in the past and continue to work when I get funky is nature. You know, just mm -hmm. stepping outside and noticing a bird flying by. And there's lots of birds, you know, clouds, the sun shining on you, feeling it on your skin. You know, and, and keep coming back to the body and the body sensations, breathing deeply into your body, feeling your, your, feeling your body in that mm -hmm. moment. Once you yes. start breathing deeply, you can't start to worry. You've already captured your attention in that moment into your physical form. Can I ask you something about the tie thing? You guys all three been through it, right? Um, I know that it takes a certain mindset, certain type of person or mindset, I should say, um, for you to see a bird and appreciate it. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm venture to say 75, 80% of the people in the world would laugh at us for saying that because they see a bird and it's just flying. They got bills, they got gas, they got to get on the way home. They got all this other stuff. So in the boot camp, um, obviously you don't just tell people straight away, Hey, look at that bird and appreciate it. How do you break them out of that rat race cycle? in order to be able to appreciate a grass growing beautifully, a tree dancing in the wind. Uh, how do you guys get that across the, to the beginners that aren't there yet at all? Um, again, it, like you're saying, it does require a specific mindset. You have to have the very basic awareness that this isn't working for me right now. I would like to change. So I can't run into a situation where there's a lot of poverty and there are people suffering and haven't eaten and their kids don't have shoes. And I can't walk in there and, oh, preach a bunch of stuff about, oh, look at the trees. Aren't they gorgeous? They're all going to just want to shoot me. You know, it's like you have to approach it at, in the place of being met. That other person has to meet me halfway. And then I can start to illuminate things for them. And like Walt said, it is a very intuitive thing for me. I've been um, an, an intuit my entire life, an empath, uh, did psychic readings way back when I was younger, you know, a, a body worker. I could play with physical energy. So I can look at somebody and get a sense of, oh, look, there's like, you know, I talked about this yesterday, a little chink in the armor. Mm -hmm. Can I plant seed here? Neil loves the watering the seed analogy. I think it's beautiful and it's very true. You have no idea when you put that seed there, whether it's going to flourish or not. All you can do is bless it, give it hope. If you think about that person later on down the line, you can send them some good energy. But it is that basic willingness. I want to change the way I'm feeling now. I don't like it anymore. You have to hit rock bottom. Yeah, it's also worth noting too, David Strickle, who, who of course is the originator through the stream of, of Thai boot camp and the whole Thai practice, um, really emphasizes that he doesn't even let somebody come into the program who hasn't already done a lot of work. Yeah. 
who yeah. hasn't already made a lot of progress where LOA is concerned. Yeah, yeah. it's very. It, I mean, it's yeah. not really. It's not a program for beginners. It's a program for advanced souls who need to go to the, to the next step. But we do have platforms that you can jump in and get a ton yes. of free content. The yes. Taya Facebook um, practice page, Taya practice page. Look us up. It's awesome because you can start wherever you're drawn to. You want to do a little meditation? Check that out. You want to listen to people talk? You want to see um, Walt show up and Debbie G and myself <laughs> chatting with David? If you want to just listen to him uh, uh, channel, there's some channeling on there, which is really kind of amazing and unusual. Uh, if you want to interact with people who are, again, how to grasp those laws of attraction, the threads of it, and to start pulling them in to create a ball of awareness for yourself so it can build and build and build. But, yes, we are very blessed and spoiled that we get people that are like, ah, I'm ready to do this now in Taya. Yes. Um, so, and it's yeah. powerful. That's, it's very, very powerful. It is. Totally. And I, I you know, the thing about Taya that I love is that it's community. I think more than anything. So we are the product of who that we chill with, man. We're the product of who we're hanging with. If you better raise your standards, if what you're doing in your life isn't working, the one thing about Taya is you are raising your standards because you're involved in community, a community that is there all striving after the same types of goals. And that is to live an extraordinary life. Actually, it's to realize you're living an extraordinary life and have it become more extraordinary is really the key. But the fact is it happens by us interacting with each other. We are each other's catapults of success. You first make a decision and then you do that, that, that action with intention. Absolutely right. But the decision making factor is beautiful. I also feel that it's kind of nice to talk to lighthearted and like-minded people all the time. You don't have to explain yourself. You're not having to spend hours upon hours to, trying to be understood. Don't even ask me why I would even do that. But because I still have my stuff I work through. So, yeah, I may still do that. I may still find myself having those things. But now I look at that observation of beauty to see where my growth is needed. Then I have my Taya community to go to and say, okay, you all ready for this? Let's do it. When I was going through Taya, I'd be like, okay, you all ready for this is what's happening now. And then it was just, yeah, but are you, you're creating your reality. So the biggest thing is that if you have self, if you're willing to be self, how is that self responsible, responsible for your own stuff, yeah. responsible for yourself, not if you are willing to no longer say the world is doing this to me, if you're no longer willing to blame your boyfriend, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your dog, okay, <laughs> actually blame, period, wipe it out because you're not also to blame rather than to look at that you could create your life differently. And the reason I dig Taya myself is because I got the tools to do that and Without your pillars, without, because Stacy said that earlier today, without those pillars, without those tools, without the, the foundational platform, um, it gives us a structure. Us humans like that. Well, I don't like structure all that much, but I know it's necessary. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I was the yeah, same I actually, structure. I actually thrive in a, a you know, an environment. We all do. Boundaries. It's so much easier for me to exist. And, and going back right. to what you said, like when you're depressed, when you're in a dark space, you have a tendency to isolate. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge problem, too, because as humans, we love to be a part of a group, part of a family, having friends, having workmates, having a church or a community that we can interact with. Again, like Debbie Stain, with like-minded folks. That would be one of my other first steps. If, if you're dark and depressed and you're feeling shitty about your life, crappy, sorry, <laughs> you're going to want to find somewhere that you feel safe where you can interact with other humans, where you can share. I want to jump in real quick because that actually is perfect. I'm the Neil Positivity Thoughts Become Things Summit group on Facebook has mm. been. It's been a place for information on the summit. 
uh, I originally started it not as that. I wanted it to be a place for exactly what Stacy's talking about. You, if you were to go in there or get a no- notification that something was posted in there at 10 in the morning and you go in there, I want you to see something that reminds you to get back on your grind. Wake up more often, stop and smell the roses, whatever the situation is. So I want to, I want to get community involved and give them something to look forward to when they go on there every day as far as remembering to remember to do all these techniques that are, you know, so hard to remember to do. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely jump in the group. The summit is tomorrow. Everybody, neosloasummit.com. Talk about it. Tell us about it. Everyone you see on this screen is going to be there. <laughs> in addition to some uh, real heavy hitters. Uh, we're getting closer and closer. I'm telling you, by the next two summits, it it should be the entire cast of The Secret. Literally. <laughs> that should be the summits. And then bigger from there. Um, it's just amazing. I had an amazing group of people. We're going to be rocking and rolling, talking about everything we've been talking about in the last summit. We're going to be keying on parenting this time around. So if anybody has any parenting techniques that they want to bring to the table, bring to the table. It's going to be lightning rounds. We got a ton of people who's going to actually be in the Zoom call instead of just on Facebook and YouTube and all these other platforms um, watching. So it's going to be pretty dope. Everybody just come, 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 come. What did I put in here? Oh, I wanted to say something about the whole plant analogy. Has anyone ever tried to grow something? <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> Very hard. Um, and, you know, you plant the seed, you water it, and sometimes it doesn't work out the way you thought. It kind of sounds a lot really familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's part of yeah. what gardening is all about. And I, I am not a gardener. I run a gardening business, but I'm not a gardener. We've got a whole bunch of gardeners who do the gardening. Thank goodness. Otherwise, I'd be in trouble. But the fact is, gardening is an experimental business. And the best gardeners are constantly experimenting. So you're right in line with it. That's exactly right. It, it, it's it's put it in the ground and see what comes up. The f- one thing that does not work where gardening is concerned is to try to figure out the garden first. You simply have to start gardening. If you try to garden without doing the gardening, you're not actually learning anything. <laughs> you're just kind of hoping that something's going to well, show up at some point. I'm curious if you pull the, if you, what happens like if you plant your seeds, okay, and you're watering them, what happens if you see that, oh, my God, they sprouted? Oh, look at that. I've got these little carrots in the garden. And I see all these little carrots. <laughs> so... What happens if you pluck them early? Then you pluck them early. They ain't no good. They ain't no well, you good. Get little, you, get little tiny, you get baby carrots that way. <laughs> um, okay. So. Well, no, you, they're not even baby carrots. They're, they're no carrots because, oh, oh good, she's right, back. Yeah. Because they're, they're no, they're no carrots at all. What they are is no patience. Yeah. We have to be patient when we're cultivating our garden, when we're cultivating our life. We all, we're just in this big hurry and it's like, I've gotten to the point now. It took me 53 years to be where I'm at. Thank you. And slow your roll, just slow your roll. Slow it down and really just when you're in appreciation, you're not going, you're not over there wanting to pluck your carrots out too early. You know, when you're in appreciation, you're in observation mode. Appreciation's is the movement of gratitude. Grateful being this. Even if you do pluck them early. I mean, right. You really don't want to pluck them early. But even if you do pluck them early, don't worry about it. Just plant some more carrots. Well, no, you don't need to worry about it. It's really the metaphoric uh idea, though, is that you want to just be patient, observe in radical appreciation of just the beingness of where life, life, life's growth, the appreciation of watching the expansion of life happen, watching the cultivation of creation. We're here to co-create together, and that's why community is important. If we're working together as a team, we're co-creating, and maybe you've got someone on your team who's going to say, you know, I probably wouldn't pluck that carrot if I were you. And that's what Stacy pops in as a Taya coach because she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I'm kind of thinking that maybe if you just look at the carrot from over here, you might be able to see a better view. <laughs> you know, I, lo- I I love analogies that have anything to do with nature itself. 
because nature shows us how to live. And if we stop and appreciate it long enough, we will actually learn everything that we need to do. And I love that you said go in nature at Neo. You brought that. That's awesome. You brought that up. And mm-hmm. I, I love that. And, and you're right. And you are correct. Of course you, there's no right or wrong. So we're all right. Walt is also right. So if you'd fuck your carrot a little early and now you're frustrated because now you got to start over again, that's all right too. How did you learn from it? What did it show yes. you? What did that moment of polarity give to you? Because you obviously manifested it because you needed to see it and learn. It's real, you know. Louise has been a gardener like for, for decades, for, literally for decades. And she started uh, planting some tomatoes this year. She never tried to do tomatoes before. And she had a bunch of containers set up. And for some of them, she found after the fact that she had put the seeds in too deep. And for others, she had put them in too shallow and they weren't coming out just the way she wanted them. So she said, Oh, okay. Well, now I know what to do next time. She didn't flip out saying, Oh no, the beefsteak tomatoes didn't come out right. There were no cherry tomatoes. She didn't do that. She just said, Oh, okay. Well, I'll just do it differently next time. No big deal. You mean to tell me she didn't run to Facebook and tell everyone in the world how horrible it turned out? Well, her, her tomatoes are. She may have bragged about it. I'm not sure, but I too have been an avid gardener since I was a child. I'm also a clinical herbalist. So I moved from Santa Barbara, which is a beautiful, tepid temperature, coastal town. The sun shines. It's cool. It's lovely down to Woodland Hills in California. It's freaking desert people. Mm. It gets up to 104 on a regular basis. Right. And so just the relocating myself. All at my own free will, I thought, okay, this is a good challenge for me. Now I'm going to be able to learn how to garden in a desert environment. Yeah, set up the things I thought would work, the plants that I thought might thrive. Ah, the drip system, blah, blah, blah. Two years into it, I'm like, that didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) But I learned so much. Yes. This herb thrives here. Don't don't try to grow green stuff in the desert. That was the number one. <laughs> hot peppers, you guys. My hot peppers are amazing. Mm-hmm. They're so hot. Tomatoes, nah, not so much. <laughs> you know, so it's it's really interesting to learn how to adapt to the environment that you create and then find appreciation for the ways it works and doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good. Maybe the wisdom there. <laughs> that, that's actually a nice tie-in to uh, the fact that there's a, a the Taya Masterclass coming up. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? I'm going to put the link in the uh, in the, in the group live stream so people can see it. But talk about that a bit. Yeah. So our Masterclass is um, another level of joy and abundance. That's what we talk about over and over and over again. It's uh, David Strickle's offering to general public. It's um, free, three o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Jump on Zoom. Um, the link's in the chat. Thank you very much, Walt. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the principles of how you can take yourself from enjoying life to being in joy of your life all the time and starting to manifest more abundance in your life, whatever that looks like, if it's more tomatoes or more dollars, <laughs> <laughs> a relationship or a good health. We're going to start to give you some of the keys to unlock these things. David likes to refer to them as the four secrets. So I can't tell you about them yet. <laughs> ah, I'm also going to put in uh, the the URL for for Neos because that's also the same day too, and you got to get that in there too. So it's neosloasummit.com. Got to make sure that you check out both of them. I mean, there's no reason why you can't drop in on both. Let's be perfectly honest. Definitely. Well, what time is the uh, tie? I think. I said three. <laughs> three. So yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, um, gratefully. Thank you. Neo so kind to invite me to speak. And then yesterday he was so kind to coach me through stuff that I've never done before. <laughs> Thank you for your patience. I really appreciate you. And it, it's a, we just had a short rehearsal and I was like, wow, there's some really powerful folk here. This is mm. going to be a load of fun. Neo's summits are fabulous. They really yeah. are. Yeah. Thank you. There's some great giveaways. I'm like, ooh, I want that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So realize you can really spend all day on Saturday just soaking up some awesome energy with the live, um, you know, with the Summit Neo's putting on positivity and the live master classes. And there's chunks of the country that are going to have, you know, just here in the U.S. that are just going to have not great weather. So take advantage of it. Stay in and summitize. Do all these summits and classes. Don't vacations. 
guys. But like, yeah, like, <laughs> why not? Why not? Hey, you, there's something else I wanted to tie into also. Oh, uh, yeah. Luke is asking, what time is your summit, Neil? You got to give us some times on that. Oh, got to unmute. I'm sorry. Noon from 4 till 4 p.m. Eastern time. All right. Okay. So there we go. So the thing I wanted to bring in was, Neil, you asked a, a moment ago, well, a few moments ago, perhaps, about what do you do? How do you help somebody who's really in a bad place? Um, particularly if they're in a, a heavy poverty place or something like that. And that's something we run into a lot in the world today. It's a very common phenomenon. Um, and it's something that we all, those of us at least in, in conscious creator circles, have to kind of come face to face with at times. Like, how are, how are we going to deal with this stuff? And the, the point that I wanted to bring up about it ties into something that Stacy said very much toward the beginning of the podcast. She talked about appreciation, particularly appreciation of transgressors, appreciation of things that are hard to appreciate. Um, and I, I think it's probably the most difficult concept <clears throat> that exists in Taya, in conscious creation, in LOA circles, in all of it. How do you appreciate what you would normally not want to appreciate? Because that's the skill. That's the advanced skill. And when we learn that advanced skill, then we, among other things, we learn that, for instance, the people who are in those really miserable places are on a life path. They're on a life path that one way or another, they put themselves there. And there's a reason they're going through it. And there's some good stuff that's coming out of that life path, even though from the outside, it looks pretty miserable. And it is pretty miserable. There's still good stuff coming out of that. So I think part of the answer that I give uh, on the question you raised is what can we do to appreciate where they're at? Because if we, the more that we can do that, first of all, we, we, we're more at peace with what's going on with them. And second of all, I think we put ourselves into a better vibrational space where we're actually able to help them. Because as Abraham has pointed out, you really can't give to somebody when you don't have something to give them. But when you're in a high vibe space where you do have something to give, then you got something to give. And now it's just a question of whether they're willing to receive it. I love the analogy that, you know, when you're in an airplane and it's going to crash, you're going to grab your air mask first and then assist someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also I, I, live very much by the the belief that I'm a soul who chose a specific journey. My journey is expansive and evolutionary to my own being. My being, my soul is connected to the universe. The universe is connected to everybody else. By default, because I am doing this work to expand my consciousness, to expand my soul's experience, to evolve, awaken whatever term you want to use it is rippling out whether i'm aware of it or not standing in the space of my awareness knowing that that's what i'm doing that i am setting as an example the best practice i know how to appreciate the obstacles to come into that space of appreciating and not judging anybody else's path because we are all so unique we are. And our souls are so unique in exactly what it is that we want to experience in life. That it's a blessing to be in this meat suit. You and I were talking about this yesterday, too. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, we got this meat suit here. Sometimes it rocks. Sometimes it's like, oh, man. <laughs> what the heck? Why did I pick this one? Yeah, right. I picked this one because of the great parts and the all oh, mans. So I just love that it doesn't matter what I do. I'm expanding. My consciousness is becoming clearer. My awareness is becoming sharper. My ability to share that vibe, that feeling, that and spread it, ripple that sucker on out. And I know for myself, one of my biggest challenges for years, and I mean decades, has been how do I find a way? I, I didn't even have wording for this until a couple of years ago. Up until then, it was just kind of like this, this amorphous thing that I couldn't ever describe. But now I at least have the wording for it. And that is, how do I find a way to appreciate somebody who is a perpetual victim in victim mindset? Because, I mean, I just, my heart goes out to that person. And I see so many who are in that mindset. And that, that's that been a transgressor for me to, to detune in a big way. And I'm still working on that one. But what I've, I have come to realize is, first of all, it's not my job. It's their job. Second of all, they really do have the answer internally. And that's, that's the hardest one for me is trusting. They actually oh, yeah. do have the answer internally. 
because I so much want to go rescue them. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> yeah, that codependent, that codependent people pleasing Sam, people saving just doesn't work anymore. No. Don't do that. Don't do that. No. Well, I love this. And what Stacey, I think what, what I heard her say and what I'm hearing is that we're all spark of the divine. We're all an expression of source having a chosen experience. So if we can appreciate that person, can you see them through the eyes of source? Something you learn in Taya as well. Can you observe them and see them as a whole divine creation, not broken, not needing to be fixed? Right. Period. Nothing more, nothing less. Can you love them where they're at without judging them where they're at? Can you really deeply love them? See, this is what I believe. How we defuse is by loving and appreciating people when they forget how to love and appreciate themselves. And we were designed by society to go in and judge them. And then if you grew up like I did to want to go in and fix them or mm-hmm. trauma bond with them. Oh, I'm going to get you a better women shout. Oh, no, don't do that. You know, those old trauma bonding moments, those old moments. What now it's things are different now. And now it's time to show it for people with your heart connection and mind heart coherence and deeply stepping into that. When you're sending love to somebody who's in a really bad space without speaking, your energy, your aura, your everything is going to filter right over into it and start bringing the situation to a calmness. You have that power to create an experience and to mold it and to change the energy and the vibration of what's happening. But we do it with a simple thing, and that's by loving people truly. That's what I think. Can I can I touch on this a little bit? Yeah. Um, in in most situations, I try to ask myself, as soon as I can remember to ask myself, what did I do to manifest this situation into my life? Mm. I contributed somehow to this. Um, and that's an acceptance thing. You have to accept that before you can get started. Y'all guys, you guys know that. Um, but in order to help people in these situations, it, it's like this. I could fix your car and hand you the keys and you go away. Or I could show you every nut and bolt on that car. So if something happens, you know how to take care of it yourself before you come back to me for, for a total reboot. And so I like to ask people. I wrote it down here. I listen to them complain and complain and complain about one or two or whatever many situations. And I say, wow. You've been thinking about that a lot, haven't you? <laughs> and like, man, all day long, I can't stop thinking about it. And I'm like, what was that? What was that? All day long, you can't stop thinking about it. Thoughts become things. Like, I'm, I keep trying to tell you this. And, that, and that's how I kind of get that through to them. So now, immediately, they can place in their minds why it's happening. Because they've been thinking about it all day, every day. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of that problem has kind of not been solved, but it's understood. So now how now the problem becomes and immediately shifts to how do I stop thinking about that all day? Now, that's a question people can answer easily because everybody can snap themselves out of any thought. Now you've given them a level of confidence in this situation that they didn't have before. And you've redirected the problem from what's happening outside of them to what's going on inside of them. And that's how they're going to get real answers, real solutions is by looking within, you know? And so I, that's how I try mm-hmm. to uh, uh, take them on that. And then, um, yeah, that was, that's what I had wrote them down. Redirect. It's like I, a I, have a, I got a question. This is off the subject. What is the necklace you're wearing, Neo? It's just the Superman. I always have Superman around my neck. <laughs> no, no, no. This is, the, I, I want to tell you, no, no, no. This is great. I got to tell you why it's great. And I love what you said, by the way. I think that's beautiful. And I love all of everybody's input here and whoever's listening. Now listen to this. So I have a friend of mine who it was his birthday. And I'm in the store and I'm like, I don't even know. I'm in the department store. I don't even know. I know what I'm getting in. But then all of a sudden I saw this Superman necklace. (laughs) And I went, Spirit spoke to me and said, you're going to buy that. I'm like, Huh? What? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, oh. So what I love about it is that it's a symbol. You can reach up and remind yourself of who that you are 
all the time. And I saw it and I'm like, is he wearing a Superman necklace? And I just dig it because I know that somebody else is wearing one right now for that same reason. And I love this. And all of you gentlemen out there should be wearing Superman necklaces and reminding yourself of the power within you. Period. Just just because. This is my cheat code because it's all about collective energy. You can think what you want about yourself, but other people are contributing to your future as well. I went under anesthesia once. When I came, I was wearing uh, Superman pajama pants. When I came out, everybody was, hey, Superman, hey, Superman. And I said, wow, I would like for everyone, as soon as they look at me, for their first thought to be, hey, Superman. Ah, I love it. And ever since then, I've had this on. My son, I named him Amor because I want everyone to immediately think about love every time they say his name. And so that's the whole reason why I wear this, and that's the reason why I named him that, is for collective energy. Selfish, uh, <laughs> winning uh, solution to that. <laughs> that is fabulous. I love that. That is really, really good. I'm glad you brought that up, Debbie. I didn't realize that's what that was, so thank you. Appreciate the uh For sure. Well, I recognize it because it looks almost identical, except yours looks blue and the others is gold. There's no – I just love it. Is it blue or no, it's just normal silver. It's normal silver. Okay. Y'all just, so seriously, like, I, that is just, I love it. It just tickles me, tickles, <laughs> tickles my fancy how we all get this memo. There's no original thought, guys. We all get the memo. Now, who's going to act on it? Who's going to remember their power? Get out there and do that thing and quit worrying about that someone's going to steal your idea. It's seriously impossible. Be a Superman in your own life. Don't worry about what's happening outside of you. That's great advice. Absolutely great advice. So, okay, before we lose Stacy for the day, because, I, I mean, this is the Stacy return. This is the, the Stacy sequel. So <laughs> we got to bring in one more thing about Stacy here. Um now, of course, I associate with, uh, Stacy with Taya. I think everybody who knows her associates her with Taya. Um, but there's more to Stacy than Taya. What, Stacy, talk a little bit about Stacy outside of Taya. What is Stacy? I mean, you mentioned that you're an herbalist, but who is Stacy outside of Taya? Cause I only know you pretty much through Taya. That's so interesting. So we've been going through, um, building a, uh, coaching course and having everybody apply to our Taya business. And I've asked folks for their resume. Because I'm curious, ah. you do. who else are you besides the face that shows up on the Zoom meetings for the boot camp meetings? You know, it's like, okay, so me, hmm, uh, Southern California, born and raised, uh, spoiled, been on the beach my entire life. I admit it, I have a blessed life. <laughs> um, I am, uh, let's see, uh, nature lover at the top. I do backpacking. My husband and I will do through hikes, which is uh, anywhere from 100 miles up uh, for, you know, carrying your entire life on your back. Um, he's getting ready to hike the Pacific Crest Trail next year, and I'm super excited for him. I'm going to shadow him along. Uh, we also have a nice little trailer. So we're nature bunnies. We love to be outside. I love to be in the ocean or in the mountains. Um, herbalism came very much uh, naturally to me because I had tortured my daughter who's now in her early 20s with uh, various herbal remedies as she was growing up. <laughs> so that's on top of being um, a fit. I've done massage, deep tissue, energy work, sound healing, psychic stuff. Um, I'm also a, a former paralegal. I have a background in real estate and uh, corporate formation, um, landlord, tenant law. Um, I'm a financial whiz. <laughs> Wow. It's lots of hats. And I I love knowledge. I love finding So we're gonna have to have you back to explain all of that because we can't do that in one minute. There's just there's so much there. There's so much meat on that bone. So, so I love I love knowledge, so I'll accumulate and you know, if it's interesting to me, then I'll go that direction. I used to walk down my favorite bookstore aisle and I would just wait. I'd walk down the aisle and I'd wait and sure enough some book would fall off the shelf and hit me. And every time I just pick it up and walk out the store with it and start reading it and studying whatever the universe handed to me. So it's been a great, great journey. Okay. So, so you got to promise, take, take the comedy link, click another date. You got to come back and you got to tell us all this other stuff. Yeah. Cause, cause there's just not enough to do in, in you know, not enough time in, in two shows yeah. to cover who Stacy is. All right. 
Awesome. So, I love that. Thank you. All, all right. So <laughs> this is, hold, up. hold up. You got to tell me the name of that bookstore because somebody was, was pushing books from the other side at you every time <laughs> you went in there. <laughs> Some guy that had a crush on you in the back. <laughs> so tomorrow it's Neil's LOA Summit. Tomorrow is Taya Masterclass. Be there for both of them. They are going to make a wonderful day for you. And this has been a wonderful day for us. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for all your wonderful contributions. We love every single one of you. And thank you especially to our podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>